God is good. When I say that, you say all the time. All the time, God is good. October 3rd, 1863. The year that is drawing to its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and even soften the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere, except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union, needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield. And the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed fit and proper to me that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged, as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it, as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes, to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. With that statement, Abraham Lincoln made Thanksgiving Day uh, an annual and a regularly scheduled practice in the United States. Poll question. 
within, God willing, the next year or so, there may be a coronavirus vaccine that will become widely available in the United States. When a coronavirus vaccine becomes widely available in the United States, which of the following do you think will happen? A, people will rejoice. They will take the vaccine and be satisfied. B, people won't care. COVID wasn't a big deal. C, people will get the vaccine, rejoice for a moment, and find something new to be angry about. Any takers on A or B, C? <laughs> We're fascinating creatures, human beings. And our response to something like that tells us two things. It tells us that we have an infinite thirst for justice and for truth and for happiness a thirst that can't be put out just by getting satisfied by one thing. It also tells us that by and large, we assume that our happiness is dependent on external circumstances. A lot of people have had a long year, a hard year. A lot of people I know just in the last couple of weeks have lost adult children Is our happiness dependent on what happens to us? Or is our happiness dependent on who is for us? The person who is God. Everything else in life comes and goes. You have years that are great, and you have 2020. But God alone doesn't change. And when we hitch ourselves to his wagon, we know that there will be bumps, there will be problems, it will not be easy, we might get seasick, but that we will also end up in our heavenly home, and then we will move consistently and surely in the direction toward him. Everything else is an illusion. Our happiness comes ultimately from him. You can have a terrible year. You can have terrible things happen to you. You can be stressed and anxious or sad emotionally and still be in a state that can be called real happiness. Because happiness, deeper than just an emotion, is a subterranean current. It's a real state of our hearts and our souls, of our being. That's why Jesus can say something like, blessed are they who mourn. I think in a year like this, on Thanksgiving Day, there's really only one thing that God wants from us. When I was in second year of seminary, we took our first preaching class, and it was nerve-wracking for everybody because you're preaching for the first time, you're self-conscious, all of your classmates are there, they will probably make fun of you at lunch. 
And I was particularly concerned because the order in which we were supposed to give our homilies was alphabetical. So I had to go first out of everyone in our class. And I thought that I did pretty well, but apparently I looked pretty nervous and everyone could tell. And my professor, aware of this, said to me when I finished, nervousness is a sign of love and you gave us yourself and that was all we wanted. We may be in a state where we can feel like we could give ecstatic praise today. We may not be in that state. And I think what God wants from us most right now, what would give him the most thanks, would be to have just us. As we are in front of him with the feelings and the reactions that we have or don't have, not making a lot of noise, but just quiet and belonging to him. For God, this Thanksgiving, I think that would be enough.